considered a douchebag get caught in the desert. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Come here, a-hole. <laughs> that poor, poor man. I don't think they've done an effective job of making me hate any other character as, as much as he hated this asshole. So this <laughs> cap, hey, this, he, this he, got cap, he got his comeuppance. <laughs> he did. He his did. His did come. Like, <laughs> what'd you get for being a douche? Douche. Drinking on the job. How dare you disrespect Picard like that? Mm. Okay. We'll, we'll discuss more in the episode. But yes. Yes. <laughs> Not a fan. Not a fan. Anywho. How's everybody? Good. I seem to be the only energetic one in the group today. We are very subdued. I've noticed this. I don't know why. Yeah. You two are very subdued. I'm hanging out. I'm chill, baby. I just did the most single guy thing ever. Um, for dinner. <laughs> a I single ate, portion of dinner? I ate a single hey, portion of pot. No, Went to nope. an Applebee's and hit up a strip club? <laughs> no? Okay. Shut up. No. <laughs> a little too close to home. <laughs> <laughs> I ate a single Should portion microwavable pot pie. That was my dinner. The little ones? I feel yeah. like a hungry man Aww. dinner would be more appropriate, but like those I was eating for single baby. Dudes. I was eating hungry man's <laughs> when I was fifteen. When you were a hungry boy. <laughs> was. I'm so hungry. What's wrong with Applebee's and a strip club? Are strip clubs even oh no, we we've already had this talk. Never mind. I'm not going on that road again. Oh yeah. Not doing that. Is um, I don't know from firsthand experience. I spend enough time on TikTok. I've seen the strippers <laughs> with their masks on and stuff. I did see someone who was doing like a sexy dance, but with with the mask. So they were like mask, sexy, yeah. like take a side off, take the other side off. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna make it rain from a socially distant. <laughs> they should just give everyone those like money guns that shoots like bills out of it. Put a bunch uh, of ones in. Go. That would be awesome. God, I would do that. I need oh, one for pennies. Just, <laughs> and just ow, 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 ow. You have to earn it. One of my favorite Daniel Tosh bits that he says, he goes, when it, you make it rain is when you throw cash on the hose. He goes, I like to make it hail. It's when you throw change at sluts. <laughs> Which ironically. Filthy. I'm a baller on a, a budget. <laughs> ironically, I have a giant stack of quarters right here in front of me on the, <laughs> on the desk, too, because I'm going camping. I need them for the showers. <laughs> So you're either ready for the arcade bar or strippers on a or budget. Make it hail. Make it hail. <laughs> you know we have female listeners. I'm just saying. I bet they laugh at that. Uh, I don't think anyone laughs at us. I think we're a very we serious podcast. We haven't gotten any hate mail yet, so <laughs> we haven't gotten any mail. My my father was that would occasionally email us. Um, cause I think he felt bad cause I think like most parents you're like, Oh, I'm going to be that one guy who doesn't like support my kid gives someone a Valentine. Um, but no, he, he even he has stopped that. So I haven't got an <laughs> email Damn. in a long, long time. <laughs> Thanks dad. Gosh. Has anybody checked even though to see if we have any, I get emails. I get emails all the time. I, yeah. I have access to the email. So does David. Let's see. We are as lame as Jeff proclaims. We are. I'm kind of okay with that, though. Mm. I know. Anyways, uh, welcome to the Nerd Trek Podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us. I am Jeff, and I'm here with Phil. Hey, everybody. And David. Hey. Uh, yeah. Today we're t- we're still trudging through TNG. We're we are close to being halfway through the series. 
We're very close. That's, we're, we're blowing through. I can't believe we're in the middle of season four already. I know. It's just like, like, just like me trying to find my mental health. We're so close. Says the man who watched a se- an entire season of Voyager in like a week. Uh, <laughs> yep. Actually, I think th- so. Our episode will probably come out before the one you were on airs. Yes, it will. Right. Do you want to kind of pitch a little bit what you did? Um. Yeah. So our friends over at the Beam Me Up podcast, uh, they're going through and they do things a little differently. They review. Well, they're. Their main host, who's seen all of Star Trek, he reviews the entire season that's coming up uh, before they actually watch any episodes. And then he's got his friend who has never seen any Trek, and they're trying to pick out just what are the essential episodes you need to watch to get the storyline and the character development and everything. Um, So they're doing things. They're going back and forth right now between Voyager and Deep Space Nine, Mm -hmm. and they're getting ready to jump into Voyager season three. So I appeared on their podcast uh, to go through the episodes and figure out which ones are good, which ones are crap, which ones eh, are, they might be worth a watch, um, that kind of thing to try and get the storyline and the character development and what's going on, basically, um, with and weeding through all the junk, just the bottle episodes. So, yeah, it was pretty exciting. I, I had to review 26 episodes of Voyager for this <laughs> podcast and... And I purposely haven't watched any Voyager or Deep Space Nine or anything since we've started. So that way I was like kind of fresh for, for what was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, um, I watched, I think, 16 episodes total out of the 24 for the season. Okay. Uh, or I should say the majority. I pretty much watched all of them. So, um, yeah, it was a great experience. The, it's a great podcast if you haven't heard it. They, they have a really unique look into the Star Trek universe and uh, how the stories are developed and stuff. So it's well worth a listen. Uh, my episode, I think, comes out in the middle of August sometime. Uh, but their their air dates fluctuate, so well, I won't know until it's closer. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm uh, glad we can branch out. I'm glad actually someone allowed us to be to be on someone else's podcast. I, mean, that's I know. Sort of, that, well, that was awesome. the other part, too. I was terrified, so I had to be over-prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I have like five was pages it, of notes, I think, because I'm like not sounding like an idiot. Was it different than doing ours? Like, I mean, like you feel like you're actually like a responsible person? Yeah, yeah. I, I felt like I actually had to do something. <laughs> I couldn't just I couldn't just watch a couple of episodes that I've seen 150 times and then show up and talk for 45 minutes. Yeah, it's like work. I know. Like shit, I gotta prepare. We are yes. definitely a low maintenance podcast. That is true. That's that is true. Awesome. Well, that's cool. No, I'm I'm excited to to listen to it when it comes out. So I'm I'm glad you could do it. I am too, and I can't wait to see what episodes. Besides the, I think we picked seven or eight episodes that were like must watches for the season, mm-hmm. and then there were another seven or eight I think that were kind of uh, extra. They call them extra viewing. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, if you want to dig a little deeper on something or just see an, a really good episode that may not push storyline along. Um, I'm really interested to see which episodes of those they pick because there's several of those in season three of Voyager. So, and that's where right when they make the transition, kicking Jennifer Lean off the show to go to seven and nine. So bye bye Kess, hello seven, and it's uh it's it's interesting because they're not very big Kess fans over there. So, all right, good to know. Yeah, so that informs some choices. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. All right, right on, cool. But, I'll look forward yeah, so, to that when it comes so out. That, that's been my uh my week full of truck. 
you've, you've, it's been a and busy week of and track. it's only monday yeah i know yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> true <laughs> Uh, well, let's dive into ours. We're still in TNG. Um, thank God. Thank <laughs> Finally. Um, so we are doing today uh, Season 4, Episode 9, Final Mission, original air date November 17th, 1990. Uh, this is Will Wheaton's final episode as like a regular cast member. It's like Wesley yeah, we'll put, we'll put the, final in air quotes, but yeah. It's, well, as like a regular cast member. Yeah. Yeah. So this is Will, and I... Uh, what <laughs> did you oh god did you as watch the episode no i did but what do you mean as a regular cast member like he just comes back as a guest star after this or something yeah he pops he'll up have, he'll have occasional then. appearances mm. in the next yeah weeks. as like oh we're visiting earth let's go see wesley yeah, uh, kind of okay. yeah. sorry is that a spoiler i didn't i mean it, i thought he made it for some reason i thought captain's he was... log where he said as part of wesley crusher's final assignment which <laughs> Well, yeah, but they've had his like final thing a few times where they're like, he's going to the academy, and every time I'm like, yeah, sure he is. Like, let's. <laughs> no, this is it. He's off to the academy. I, I for some reason assumed he was a regular cast member through the whole thing. Nope. Nope. He thought he the grass was greener on the other side, and he was going to have some big movie offers and stuff. And yeah, Will I, Wheaton had wanted to yeah branch of, out a bit. Get that teen heartthrob thing kind of going, and all the teen mags and yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. Um, Shot himself well, in the foot, I think. Well, you never know. I mean, it's always as such a crapshoot with, with acting. It's like, yeah, either you get the big thing or you're stuck doing, you know, a B movie horror films or something. You never know. Yeah. But if I knew I could be a part of a major series that would run for seven seasons and 150 episodes. Yeah. I'm he probably going to take that. that. I'm for, all gonna take knew, that. He, for all he knew, this could have ended any minute. Like, no, season? by season yeah. by season four, the the ratings were so high for the next generation. It was pretty solid. There was there was no doubt it was staying around. Yeah, it was at least going to get a few more seasons, probably. Yeah, I mean there was. And I'm talk, sure there was talk of an eighth season. So yeah, well I'm sure by ninety, I mean because yeah the TOS was still making films because five had just come out I think like in eighty nine and then ninety one was going to be uh six. six yeah. And then, I mean I know DS nine doesn't come out until what ninety four. 93, right. 94. Yeah. So, but I'm sure, but in 90, I'm sure there had to have been musings of like, let's any ideas about spinoffs. I'm, you know, there's like, you know, building the franchise, growing it. I'm sure there had to have been something about that. Or oh, some... I'm sure there is, but uh, show business is always very volatile. Anything can just yeah. go out at any time. So what? maybe he thought, maybe he thought Firefly, uh, maybe oh my God. <laughs> anyway, about the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Anyways, I'm um, going to beat my head against this wall. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is his last mission. Uh, so the kind of the plot of this one is um, Picard is off to go negotiate something with some miners. They're not miners. They're miners. Um, and he's like, Hey, Wesley, go, go with me. Uh, it'll be a good fun field trip for you. Uh, Cause he does get into the Academy. And then of course, much to my to stain while they're off there. Oh, the enterprise suddenly has to go help someone and we're distracted and can't be there for the main plot. Uh. Yeah. You got, you got a few different tropes in here. Cause like, I have to ask, does the Starfleet employ any other negotiators other than Jean-Luc and the enterprise? Cause they're always like, Hey, while you're in the area, can you like take care of this really important thing for us? Like, <laughs> if you want the best, you go with the best. But he's you're, a captain the of only starship, ship the not a negotiator. Don't they have people who specialize in this that would be better? No, but his his diplomatic skills are what they want. 
I know, I'll but I think it. I get David's point though. Is like, shouldn't <laughs> yeah. they just hire people who just negotiate? Because remember, like I said to to you at lunch, there was uh, the episode with uh, a Troy's feet where they're, they're they're negotiating that wormhole. They actually have a negotiator for it, and then he gets sick, and Riker has to take over. So they do have these people. That's true, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. it's just a plot point to get you know Picard to go do it. Also true. I guess it just that was the only thing that I thought of. Like at the opening, they're like, "We're going to negotiate another thing." I'm like, "Really, Jesus? This is like a dozen in the course of the seasons we've watched where yeah. they open with that. It's on the wheel. Brrr, have to go negotiate something." Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. So they do that, and then the Enterprise has to run off, and this random planet is a ship comes, and there's radiation. Basically, it's like a waste ship that's like leaking radiation that they have to help solve and save these people. Um, so that's kind of where it is. Yeah. Which I, <laughs> I have a lot of issues with that whole subplot. Um, but yeah, what, so there's the, that. what the garbage scow. Okay. So let's talk about the garbage scow for with this kind of subplot. So, so the enterprise goes and they go, Oh yeah, this it's like a garbage scow. It's leaking radiation. We're just going to take it in, into the sun. Um, the whole thing with the tractor beam, they're like, cause they have to sustain the tractor beam to drag it into the sun. First of all, it's space. Do the tractor beam for 10 minutes and then let it go. And it should just keep going because well, there's momentum. So the main problem was there is an asteroid field between the planet and the sun. Okay. That they had to but, navigate the garbage scow through because at the end of the episode, they when they finally get close enough and the Enterprise is taking all that radiation, as soon as they clear the uh, asteroid belt, they bust out and then they do let it go. Right. But before that, the like hours in, in the showtime in their universe that they're just like, oh, we have to drag it through the asteroid field. And mm-hmm. that's their excuse for why they have to drag it is to get through the asteroid field. They don't do it until like right for like the last 30 seconds and well, it only lasts a little bit. Yeah, so, they were they were trying to prevent the entire crew from being exposed to all the radiation that was coming off of it. Right. So my point is, is, OK, attach the tractor beam, drag it or start its process towards the the asteroid belt, let it go, let it just float. When it gets closer back to the asteroid belt and then the ship has to be there, then hook it back up, do your shields, get through the belt, which lasted all of 20 seconds, and then let it go again. Like, solves the problem. There's no radiation, no one dies. Yeah, and and it was boring just to listen to you explain that. But that's more (laughs) accurate, right? (laughs) Fuck you. Yeah, that might be great, but if you have any kind of problems reestablishing the tractor beam then you're just going to have the garbage scowl going through this asteroid belt. And if it smashes into something, then you're going to irradiate the entire system. You just no, explained you... why the entirety of TOS where Scotty's going, I need more power. Like he would have just been like, shut it off. We're already moving at warp nine. We just keep moving. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> how much extra radiation long... could it possibly be giving off? It's space. There's like tons of radiation, solar gamma, like, I, I, I don't understand tons because look the whole was enough to get there, through the shields and then they had to put different amounts then they had to put medicine in the air to try and hold it off for a little while i just don't get it i feel like i mean yes i know it's for the plot it's there's no danger unless we're yes we're in danger from radiation but i just it just felt stupid to me they're the future like just ugh. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, but it is, it's already well established in Trek lore that they, that's just a problem they have. Like, <laughs> they have dragon space, apparently. I mean, but, but, well, it's, like, it's what not I'm a matter, I don't think sense, it's a matter right? of dragon inertia. I think it's a matter of just keeping control of where this thing is going because it doesn't have any. 
in this instance, yes. But other times when they've had this same issue, we'd be like, yeah, just let it keep going. I mean, but does, does <laughs> what I say make sense? There's no, there's no uh, drag in space. Yeah, there's I just, no I just think there was, I just think there was reasons for what they did. That's all. And those reasons would be it's just everything I just. This said is the, the moment where you decide to have a problem with that. <laughs> no, this, no. The, that, they need, that they needed to be able to maintain control over the garbage scowl in order to get it to go th- to clear the I mean, asteroid belt to get to okay. the Okay, I no. And, as and soon again, as they, as so, the second they clear the asteroid field, Riker's like, "Get us the hell out of here." And they imagine drop the tractor like, beam and uh, you see it go floating off. Imagine it like towing something today. If you rig a trailer up to a car and you're going at 65, you don't want to just unhitch the trailer because. No, that's vastly different because we have wind resistance. We have other cars coming back and forth. We have other things that could hit it. You have gravity. It's like it's different than being in space. And they want to keep control over it. Okay. Yeah, but that's, here's the that's thing. my thing so, is if you if you have a problem reestablishing that tractor beam then you could run into other problems. Okay. But okay. The second that they let it go towards the sun, what if some other comet comes through and hits it or another ship bumps into it? Like that's, they didn't maintain control the whole time. They're like, Oh, we're close enough. Let's let it go now. Different than I, trying to unhitch it and then hitch it again with the tractor beam. When you get to the asteroid field. And I would assume that they would look around and be like, Oh, hey, somebody's coming. We should probably warn them. There's this big ass radiating heading towards the sun. <laughs> See, I don't think reestablishing the tractor beam is a valid reason because they've done if, dude, yeah, but if we've they seen fucking radi- separated we've seen radiation and and stuff interfere with transporters and tractor beams and everything before sensors, yeah, but it navigation. Wasn't, it wasn't causing a problem, I... though, in the episode. One thing I will give it was, you is it, once well, they're it was, towing it, it was just a different type of radiation. Hold on. One person at a time. When no, one sorry. person is talking, do not talk over them. I swear <laughs> to God. Raise your hand, please. Been on our podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> Have we done 200 episodes in this show? <laughs> what? No. The one thing I will give you is once they were towing it and they have a problem and then they have to disconnect the tractor beam, it should have kept moving with them. Like, yeah. you imagine they have to use the tractor beam to then stop it in place again. So every time it overloaded or whatever, it should have continued moving forward. Whether they did that on purpose or not, that's absolutely the right thing. Well, and they, and they also needed to maintain control of it. Damn, I'm a genius. They also needed to maintain control of it because you have gravitational pull from the planet, from the moons, from all the other mm. stuff that's happening as well. But that's what so I mean. you're not going to get a straight line. Once you're it was, towing it and then you have a problem with the tractor beam, you've now lost control of it. It should have kept moving yeah. towards the ship. But I don't know. I just... I, necessarily do that. I, I would have much rathered have an episode written where they were okay so the problem still occurs it's fine like that's that's the excuse to get the enterprise away so that they're so that you know picard and wesley are in more danger that's fine i would have much rather have more plot of picard and wesley and then the enterprise just rolls up at the end and go oh yeah we took care of that problem and once it was fixed we came back and saved you like don't even show the problem like i just it was stupid to me I don't care. I, about I think it. they. I think they tried to do the minimum that they could while while maintaining the focus on uh, Picard and Wesley. Because well, it's it's his last but, episode. You'd think they would do more. Yeah. So that's that's what I mean. I I don't know what the breakdown between the A plot and the B plot is, but it seemed like they kind of did the minimum. I mean, <laughs> and you just described lower decks. They would have been like, man, we took care of that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is second. That's right. You know that show we all love that's coming back soon? That's what it would have been. Thank God. Like, we're fine. 
Um, okay, so that's about that big garbage scope. Man, we took care of it. Took care of it. Um, okay, so the Wesley Picard dynamic. So yeah, this is his his last episode. My, I like this episode. I like that we get to see them bond and that they have developed this you know relationship. You know, because if you go back to Farpoint where he's like, why is that it's, child on my bridge and yeah. it's mm-hmm. kids and it's just definitely his you know father figure. Um, and you get the great scene that he's like, Wesley's oh, like everything I've done was to make you proud of me. And he still hates kids, but Wesley's kind of grown on him, I think. Well, he's like 17 by now, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like all that. And I like, you know, Picard's like, I've always been proud of you and all that jazz. Sorry for killing your father. And like, all that jazz. Um, oh, it is. It was when yeah. they, when he really came down to that moment where they were having that. I, I, I don't want to say I teared up, but I came close. I felt things. Some like of the death stirrings inside. <laughs> no, not those things. It is possible to feel other things than that, Jeffrey. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have emotions. <laughs> Apparently. That's what, what? I said in the papers. <laughs> what? What papers? Who's to say who posted in the papers? <laughs> extra, extra. Read all about it. Jeff what doesn't have emotions. Say, what did they say about Jeff on the Beam Me Up podcast? No. <laughs> I, am, I am not worth talking about by anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i will agree that's that those scenes in there that was i love really like this episode i think because of that that yeah. that really bonding moment and just felt i mean it's it sounds cheesy when he's like well i was i was doing it to try and make you proud of me and he's like you'll i was always proud of you it's like yeah but nobody ever communicates that because we're men and we can't do that mm. um, and some of us in the background were like, not always. We saw the beginning. Because, like, yeah, at Farpoint, he was not proud of Wesley. But once no. I think it, it was that trip where he was talking about where he's like, I was so terrified to be alone with you for six hours and stuff. I feel yeah. like that was kind of the turning point where he got to know him a bit. And then the pride started. In. But, yeah, of course, he's not going to be like, yeah, I, you grew on me. Like, that's not a, as emotional of a thing. I've always <laughs> been proud of you. Hey, your mom's single, right? she's gonna be so lonely now (laughs) so lonely just pay special Um, extra attention to bev but then i feel kind of by a ghost (laughs) (laughs) hey she's in control of that she fucks the ghost yeah she does does. (laughs) uh no i i feel bad that bev doesn't get it's it's her son and it's she doesn't get like a goodbye she just like hugs him and they like i I feel kind of bad for that whole relationship too they never really did good with the with a, a parent child relationship with with them. They touched on it a little bit in some past episodes, like when she comes back after season two. Um, but it's just it's not much there. Yeah, that's yeah. true. There's only a couple episodes where they even interact. It seems like they spend a lot more time dealing with uh, Wesley and Picard than they do with Wesley and Bev. But yeah, it's, it's kind of assumed that you already have the established relationship of mother son. When they start there, yeah, yeah, but it's still like something. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's more of to me. It's more it's more of a growth story of Wesley and how he matures and kind of grows into himself. Mm. And it makes some sense too. If you were a teenager going off anywhere, you'd be like, "Mom, stay away! Like, don't don't crowd me. I want to." Yeah, kind of like when they're yeah. dropping them off for school and they want you to park like a block or two away. Like, it'll be CB. Oh my gosh, there's a TikTok account with, I believe it's it's a mom. I can't remember if it's, a, whatever, a parent. 
And every time they pull up to pick up their looks to be like a 10 to 12 year old daughter, they're just blasting <laughs> what a dancing scene <laughs> and they're oh. singing at the top of their lungs or some crappy rap music or it's that always something. The more and they run in and they're like, oh my God. And yeah, and slam on the thing. <laughs> I can't wait for that. <laughs> Having kids is great. See what we can do. I tell, we can emotionally I tell my kids. I tell my kids that now and she's five. I'm like, I'm going to embarrass you just so you know. And of course she's five. So she's like, I don't care. I'm like, I'm going to remember that and throw it back at you. Like, <laughs> yeah, That's how they become eight, funny. And then eight years later, trauma. you end up with a 13 year old that just doesn't give you the time of day most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So that happens. But it's still funny. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all have girls. God yeah. damn. Um, yeah. So I like the stuff with Picard and them. Uh, yeah. So so okay. They so they crash land on a planet. It's a desert. They have to head find some shelter. So they finally find a cave that has a like a Home Depot water fountain in it. Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> it is, um, but it's guarded by some force field and like a like an energy being thing so of course because uh, of course <laughs> so the captain guy dies because he fucks it all up and then of course picard gets injured and so wes you gotta take care of it and fix everything and they just have to wait basically until the enterprise comes back um so you get to add a death this dumbass dies i'm not even sure i want to count him all right fine. No, like, <laughs> dumbass. oh we'll he's count him he's, so... he's a moron he does he he wins the Darwin so worthless. <laughs> yeah. I feel kind of bad for him a little bit. He's not, he's just so impatient. He's like, we're just going to shoot our guns. I'm like, no fucking idiot. Not even just impatient. I get impatient. Cause what you want is right there. You can see it. You feel like you could reach out and touch it, but the utter stupidity, like when he's, <laughs> he's got the bottle and it's alcohol and he's like, well, I'm going to, you know, do that when I have to. And Picard's right. He's like, no, that's going to make it worse. I'm like any dumbass yeah, knows alcohol dehydrates you. Dehydrates you. I don't what? care if it looks like I don't care if it looks like water. Just like any dumbass knows, if you're stuck out in the middle of the ocean, don't drink the salt water because it's bad. What? It just <laughs> makes it worse. Even if you want to, your brain is saying yes. Well, and, My and mind to not, is telling and to not me pack yes. any, not <laughs> to not carry any like emergency food rations or anything. It's like Whoa. oh, we have to be careful what we carry. I'm like, really, I you mean, can't carry like a little box up in a shelf somewhere that's got like some well, little food bricks in it. Let me tell you this. If you hopped in your car right now and drove somewhere that went through a desert and it broke down, would you have emergency supplies, food and water in your car? I'm not traveling through space. Not food, True, but I've got water. True, but they're, they travel through space all the time. So he, that's what he's, it's like you getting in your car and going somewhere. Don't, don't take his side. I forgive him on that one because he is like, ah, although he could have been nicer, but instead of just being like, man, we don't have the resources, just be like, I forgot to pack it this time. Sorry. Like, <laughs> like I've I'm been so like, go sorry. on the internet and you can order some shit. It lasts for like 15 years and it's indestructible. <laughs> it's an it probably tastes like cardboard, but it's got calories. <laughs> oh, yeah. the MREs. It's the stuff you only eat if you absolutely have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a nitpicky thing. And correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, Picard makes this whole like, oh, I'm making an arrow to point towards the thing. And they do not walk in the direction of the arrow. They veer off immediately. And it bothers oh, me so bad. I it did points, not Yeah, they just in the direction off. of the cave or the mountain. No, it doesn't. They veer off to the right. They start pulling to the right immediately. Right. And it bothered me really bad. <laughs> For no reason at all. Well, well Wesley's tricorder messed up, so. 
our navigation's a little off. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Do you know one of the reasons that people tend to get lost in the desert when you try to walk off somewhere? They had this in the in the movie Flight of the Phoenix is where I learned this one is because if you are right handed, you'll have a right dominant leg and you will walk in a circle without a focal point to get to. And if you are left legged, you'll walk in the other way. So technically you want to have two people that have different dominant hands so that you can kind of counteract each other. They had a focal point. They had the mountains. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you're walking at something, it's different because you can reorient yourself. But for all our listeners, for all our listeners that get stuck out in the middle of a desert, don't just walk. (laughs) Don't take survival advice from us, please. (laughs) Please. Do not. We're we're not Bear Grylls. I quoted my source. (laughs) (laughs) I watched the fight of the Phoenix. (laughs) That's your. I show my I show my work. (laughs) um yeah and they meet this weird energy thing so i mean it doesn't it's weird like it's a weird energy thing um like is this used as like a ceremony or like is it just to like fuck with people i don't know why this thing is out there we'll never know because we just stole all their water (laughs) you just did it's, it's contaminated the most is they never explained why the force field and this thing to protect it because the force field makes sense i guess if you live out in a desert area and you find water you want to protect mm. it but why yeah. is there yeah why is ghost rider trying to like <laughs> kill them every time they i see your sins oh no no i meant i'm sorry ghost writer writer with a t does anybody remember that old <gasps> show from way back yes then, where it wishbone would go around and make letters and, and stuff ghost writer and Reading Rainbow. Those were like the big three. What the actual this fuck? I'm older like... than you and I have no clue what you're talking about. Google Wait. it, you fell. You're good at that. Do you know what do you know what wishbone is? Oh, Anybody like, uh, the, like the salad dressing? Oh, I do. I oh, love wishbone. No, wishbone was it was these oh, was three that the kids dog? and they had yeah, a dog. dog went through yeah. Okay, and the they dog. would read yeah. they would read a book every week. So it was like Sherlock Holmes or some like piece of, of literature, and then the dog would put himself as the character and like talk oh, think okay yes yes i do know so okay this is a stupid remember story reading rainbow <laughs> yes everybody remembers reading rainbow I, okay so i i have a very embarrassing story um <laughs> i loved wishbone like it was i love that show and there was a an actress on that show who was very cute i don't know how old i was i wrote to my local pbs station um, to be like, oh, who is that actress? Does she have like a fan mail account or like an address? And and I I, I never heard back from PBS. Damn. Oh, I, I have to find out who it was that. Uh, <laughs> I know. Please don't. Rapidly Hold googling. It? Google it. <laughs> Christy Abbott. I think that's. I have no idea. I don't even know how old I was. Anyways, let's talk about this this episode. Uh, instead of Jeff being. Uh, that could very well be. She's our age. Okay, then I'm okay with it. <laughs> Sam Kepler? That sounds about right. Sam, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm a fan. Uh, well, this was, I don't even know what she looks like. I, this was, again, when I was like... Yeah, the, I only see you pictures did, you of did her good. now. I did good when I was You did fine. You did good. No, I didn't, because I wrote to PBS, and I never heard back. <laughs> oh, did, does she still... She, she's very attractive. Yeah, I said you did good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> too bad too bad they ghosted you i know they ghost wrote me go no they didn't even do that they didn't even get a response i know i'm sad now 
Um, Anywho, so yes, Phil, back then there was a a show called Ghost Writer, and it was about a bunch of kids that would try and solve mysteries, and this ghost would follow them around, and it would use letters and stuff to make words to, like, direct them towards things. It couldn't talk, but it looked like the little thing that attacks them in this episode. It's just like a fuzzy light ball. Glowing energy ball. (laughs) All right, well, that's creepy as fuck, so, okay, very good. Um, Was that a PBS show? That was a PBS show, yes. Okay. I'm I'm wondering if our little age gap is playing into this because if this was like you're two years older than me, well yeah, but if the, you guys are talking about shows in the '90s, like the early '90s, 90s. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> I'm sorry, I, were you so sophisticated in the early '90s? You were watching like it ran for three seasons in 1992. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, so I was a freshman. So when it started, so probably a little out of my age range. I don't know. I'm 39. I just watched He-Man. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> true. I guess that's fair. You were a freshman in high school and I was eight. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And enjoying Ghost Rider, apparently. I was Ghost Rider. It was only on for three seasons. Yeah. Yeah, but how long is the season? Is it like five episodes or like 20? Oh, uh, that's true. 30, well, it's kind of all over the place. 34, 28, and then 12. All right. So what? That's like 70 80, episodes. 80 episodes. 80 74 episodes, yeah. episodes. That's a lot. Yeah, it's like 25 a season, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, on average. This is a rabbit hole. God, this is, where do we go on these rabbit holes? I swear to God. I mean, our listeners must be like, is this podcast about Star Trek? Or <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> about random 90s PBS shows. You remember that thing? Yeah. I don't. Wow. Um, so I was playing Carmen San Diego the other day. And oh, I love San Diego. <laughs> the show and the video game. I love mm-hmm. both of them. I love that game show. That was a good show. Uh, the animated one's good too. All right. Back to Star Trek. Okay. So yeah, the guy dies. Um, so add him to the kill, kill tracker. Uh, of course, Wesley figures out how to defeat him with energy, and then he saves it and he helps. He basically keeps Picard alive until the ship can get there. Um, okay, so yeah. I know I'm not known for watching these with the most detail. Correct. <laughs> did they explain how Wesley figured it out, or did you just stand there with a tricorder and the thing flew through him? Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. So when he was when the guy was dying, he was standing there with his tricorder, like do 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 do, like looking at it. Uh-huh. And that's why you see him sitting next to Picard because he did some attenuation on his communicator. And then when he fired and he broke the code, he was doing some some kind of counteracting or something because he was typing really fast onto his tricorder. But yeah, that whole scene, yeah. that whole scene in the cavern where uh, a dude bites the big one, um, that whole time, like it cut to him a couple of times and he's standing there with his tricorder, like taking readings and 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 readings and do 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 to try and figure out what's going on science bitch science his way out of it no i'm saying how did wesley figure out how to keep the thing from attacking him because he's on wesley's on his tricorder too and the thing just flies through him for some reason and i didn't catch what he did differently to not die they don't really explain it he says he altered his the energy (laughs) pattern or something i don't don't that's all i wanted to know i wanted to know if it was me not watching close enough or if they just didn't explain it because yeah it seemed like there was some way to counteract the energy pattern or like a lock that you, a way you can unlock it yeah through it through altering altering its energy wesley magic got it <laughs> he wesley did wesley did that's what he did at least he had to do some work yeah just 
push the buttons really fast. Um, <laughs> Just like yes. Yoda. Yeah. So they do that. He basically keeps Picard alive. Uh, yeah, the Enterprise shows up and saves them. I was a little let down by the ending because it's just them in the cave and, you know, Picard says, oh, I was always proud of you or, but there's not like a goodbye party. It's just, nope, he's off to the Academy. Like that's, I just, yeah. I, I just wanted something else to, if you're closing out this character, give him something. Yeah. It's like they had 50 minutes worth of show and they had to cram it into 44 minutes. See, and but again, if you had, get rid of the cut. whole garbage dump truck thing. Oh yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying this. they, I'm just saying they had more story than they had time for. I'm, yeah. I agree with you. I definitely agree. Like I, I would have liked, you know, they get saved, they get back to the enterprise and it's like a day or two later. Picard's like, Oh, I feel better. Let's have a party for you. And everyone kind of gets to say their goodbyes. It's like, that's, I would have wanted that even, I mean, I, I don't even like Wesley that much, but at least give me that. <laughs> well, at least he didn't, I mean, at they least they didn't make him fall into a tar pit and kill him off. Yeah. Whoops. He just slips off. That'd be funny if just from, from then on out, they just killed everyone via tar pit. <laughs> <laughs> like, God Wesley goes on to the hall. Like, he goes on to the holodeck. He's like, oh, I just wanted to say goodbye to Tasha. And I recreated the scene exactly, and he just falls in. Uh, we, look, let's go to La Brea <laughs> in the 1990s. What's going on here? <laughs> oh, look, tar pit. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be amazing. Lug, lug, lug. Um,. Uh, yeah, that's kind of it. That's uh, Will Wheaton leaves. He does come back a few more times. He kind of pops up as needed. Yeah, I think we uh, get four guest appearances over the next yeah. few seasons, something like that. More. It's either four or five. Yeah, it's it's not very many. Yeah. Um, but that's it. I don't know. What'd you guys think? Or actually, David, do you have the the kill count up? I do. I tracker? have the kill count up. So we are currently in TNG. We are at 1,000, I'm sorry, 14,995. <laughs> off by a magnitude of 14. All right. I, know, I was like, that's off. <laughs> Wait, that's We're almost to 15,000. Five more and we're at 15,000. Yes, plus the 5,000 Borg deaths. So if you include both of those, we will be at 20,000 after five more people bite it. And then in TOS, we have 1,650 for a total Star Trek amount of 21,645 deaths. Fantastic. I love it. Beautiful. Um, what'd you guys think of this episode just to kind of wrap it up? What are your thoughts? Either one of you. I don't care. Uh, I, Do we have a Dave meter for this episode? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Dave meter. Um yeah. I mean, I I will in a very rare form agree with Jeff. I think that we could have taken out all of the garbage bullshit and had a much better story. Uh and because of that, it's gonna have to go down a couple points on the Dave meter. I'm gonna give this like a five point five. Uh, but it would have been like a 7.5, I think, if they had gotten rid of all of the garbage crap. Mm. If they would have gotten rid of the garbage. The garbage, yeah. They would have I taken out the trash. Yeah. yeah, do a more emotional story. Because he's, yes, we lost Tasha, but she's only there for three quarters of a season. Uh, Bev is back and forth. Wesley's kind of the first big character who's been on most of the episodes to really leave, like in a proper way. Yeah, that's true. And I, I would have liked a, just a better, well-rounded more emotional one than just, Oh, we're saved. Yay. Go off to the Academy. Yeah. yeah. Get lost, think, Wesley. Yeah. I think <laughs> this is my favorite of his regular, like main cast episodes. I think. Yeah. This one yeah. and the traveler episodes are my favorite Wesley episodes. Oh, yeah. Those aren't bad. <laughs> uh, Phil, what's your wrap up on this one? Yeah. I'm a big fan of this one. I've, I've kind of always been the Wesley 
proponent on the show. So I will continue to do that. Um, why Will Wheaton decided to make the choices he did or whatever. But we got a good episode out of it. So I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. You make the choices from, in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> you get a little soul searching from Picard and nice little bonding moment there. It's it's very poignant. I don't skip this episode. I always watch it. It's it's a decent one. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely worth watching, even with all the nitpicky shit that we just went over. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, yeah, check it out if you guys want to watch it. Um, I think that's it for us. Uh, I don't know, David, why don't you do our wrap-up? Already, yeah, check us out at nerdtrickpodcast.com where we got links to all of our social medias. You can see our nice smiling faces in the Meet the Nerd section if you're curious what we look like. I'm sorry. And whenever you are done Damn. saving your father figure Thanks. from uh, Ghost Rider, then you can go ahead and give us a five-star rating and review, and we will read it out over the air. Lovely. Ass. All right, that's it for us. I thank you. I know. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. We always appreciate it, which we do. Uh, that's it. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye.